Kiwa Niha Ola Gutag Aloha Bonjourno Namaste Drasvutria Shalom Bonjourn What's up? I'm Zan and welcome to the long postponed Spirekin Manga News Podcast, bringing you the eyes on the latest manga news for the weeks of Thursday, May 25th to Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and check out our review podcast at www.spirekin.com. And if you enjoy what you hear, support our Patreon and help us create more fun content for you to enjoy. So how has everyone been? I know it's been a little bit of time since we've released a new episode. But long story short, I had to have surgery on my mouth because of some reason, so I wasn't able to talk for a month. But I'm catching you up by giving you not one, but two weeks of news. I know there's so much more that happened in the last couple of weeks, but I'm covering the big things. And that's what's important is the large news, especially with the first news that we're going to talk about, which is really, really important. So I hope you guys are excited and hope you're ready for some fun news. So let's get to it with the biggest announcement, one that I'm so excited about and so happy about, because it has been announced that the Berserk manga will be continuing on June 24th. Yes, the amazing odyssey of Guts versus Griffith is going to continue. Now, for those of you who cannot remember, uh, this series went on almost indefinite suspension with the death of its creator, Kentaro Mura. May he rest in peace. And it's been wondering what is going to happen because it is left on such a cliffhanger after 41 manga volumes about what is going to happen. Will the God Hand finally take Guts and Casca? Will Guts have revenge on Griffith? What's going to occur? Well, we're going to find out because this has been picked up by Koji Mori, Studio Gaga, and Young Animal Magazine. So this is going to be pretty cool. So this manga is going to first have six chapters that are going to go to the end of the Fantastia arc slash the Elf Island chapter, and then a new arc is going to begin afterwards. And moving forward, the manga will have the following credits. Original work by Kentaro Mura, manga by Studio Gaga, and supervised by Koji Mori. Now, Studio Gaga is Mirai's studio with his assistants and apprentices who also worked on Berserk alongside him. Mori is a close childhood friend of Mura's, whom Mura frequently consulted with for plot details on Berserk. Mori said in the statement that he knows the story of Berserk up to the very end, and he drew a one-shot manga in Young Animal last year that tells his story of lifelong friendship and creative relationship with Kentaro Mura. Now, he did note that he has discussed the ending of Berserk with Mura since the manga's iconic eclipse event 30 years ago. Holy crap, it's been 30 years since the eclipse happened, that's kind of crazy, you wouldn't have thought that, but... Yeah, and after Murrah passed, he thought about just discussing the ending through an interview or thought some illustrations with an accompanying article, but deemed these methods as insufficient. He welcomed Studio Gaga's offer to continue the manga and promises to recall the details as much as possible and tell the story, assuring readers that while this telling will be imperfect, he thinks he can almost tell the story that Murrah wanted to tell. Both Morai and the young animal editing department promised not to deviate from Mr. Murrah's own words and let us hope that they do not screw this up and it gets weird. I know this is going to be weird without Kentaro Murrah controlling the story, but hopefully this narrative is brought to a satisfying and amazing conclusion that us as fans who've been waiting so long will see come to fruition at the end of this. So, wow. What are your thoughts? Let me know. Email me at zanspiker.com or tweet me at Spiker if you're excited or you're horrified by this. Now, from that awesome news, let's get to some kind of strange, depressing, and confusing news. 
So for those of you who are unaware, Seven Seas Entertainment is currently embroiled in a whole situation involving UW7S, or the United Workers of Seven Seas. Uh, turns out that the workers started a union, and there's been some conflict between Seven Seas and them. And manga and light novel publisher Seven Seas Entertainment released a statement regarding the formation of this new union, and the statement reads as follows. We appreciate having the opportunity to give our point of views regarding the unionization effort at Seven Seas Entertainment. We respect the rights of our employees to choose and not choose union representation. While we have been requested by a number of employees to voluntarily recognize the Communication Workers of America as their legal representative without a National Labor Relations Board conducted election, we have decided to respect the rights of all eligible employees to vote on this issue. Such unionization would affect more members of staff than those who have already come forward. An election will ensure that everybody has the opportunity to learn about their rights and the details of this process before they cast their votes through a governed process. We have notified the National Labor Relations Board that we are preparing to move forward with an election among an appropriate unit of employees and that we will, of course, abide by the outcome of this election. Now, on Thursday, the 26th of May, UW78 stated on Twitter that 7Seed had informed the union that the company would not voluntarily recognize the union. UW7S said as a result, the matter will go to an election with the National Labor Relations Board. And UW7S added on Twitter on Saturday, May 28th, that 32 out of 41 eligible workers at the company are now in favor of the union. How is this going to play out? Is 7 Seas Entertainment going to save face? Well, we're going to have to wait and see. This is kind of a big deal because the fact that they want to be part unionized and at first 7 Seas was kind of against it, but now they're saying they're willing to do it. It's a big clusterfuck, to be blunt about it. It's a big mess, and we have to wait and see how this goes. Uh, I hope that the unionized workers do get what they want because it's kind of a big deal to have representation to protect you from situations that do occur with your company. So now that that confusing news is out of the way, let's actually get to some licensing news. And a lot of this licensing news is released at Anime Boston. Don't worry, the Anime Boston Con Report is coming out soon. I'm just waiting on some last-minute numbers and some information before I release that episode. So, without further ado, here's some licensing news. First off with Azuki. So they announced at Anime Boston that they have licensed Mai Matsuda's Hikari in the Light manga. This is the first manga that Azuki has licensed directly from Japan, and good job, guys. Can't wait to see what else you're going to pick up and where you're going to go, because I'm excited for the company. I do enjoy it. I think it's really well done as a digital company, but I digress. So Hikari in the Light uh, tells the story of Hikaru Ogino, who spends her days singing oldies in her family's bathhouse. But when her best friend Ran, a former idol, invites her to try out for an idol survival camp together, it'll put her talents to the test. Can Hikaru outshine the competition and make her stage debut, or will she fall flat? Witness the birth of a new star in this exciting story about chasing your dreams. Azuki's also going to be adding When Pink Rain Falls 2 by Yayoi, which is a series that they're going to be picking up from Starfruit Books. And this is a continuation of Azuki's first BL title, which is When Pink Rain Falls. And this is just another cute story with Hano, Toma, and tons of flowers. So we're excited to see how this is going to go. Next, we have Kamake. Kamake has licensed four new titles that are currently available on their website right now. First off, we've got Evenly Matched Love by Mizezi, Midnight Dogs by Rodrigo Alvarez, On a Leash by Aji, and The Princess of Blue, or Aobar no Hime, by Yukiya Kamikawa. So while we don't have information about most of the titles, we do have information about Aobar no Hime. 
And it's a unique time travel story about Princess Viaria. Now, on the day of her execution, Viaria wakes up to find time has reversed itself, making her seven years old again. Thinking of the events of her future, she's truly traumatized. Her first marriage to King Cain had been a cold and unhappy one. Each time she made an attempt to get closer to him, she had been faced with rejection, and the sudden appearance of a girl from another dimension had only increased Cain's hostility towards Viaria. Behind her back, everyone had called her the Princess of Blue Roses after the flower that symbolized unattainable wishes. Knowing she would eventually be sentenced to death by her own husband, Viaria is terrified when she is once again united with the young Cain. Is everything going to repeat itself? Is there really nothing she could do to change the future? As scared as she is, Viaria vows to fight against her cruel fate in this second chance at life. What's going to happen to the princess? Well, going to have to wait and find out. I'm actually kind of excited to see how this one turns out. So next we have releases from J Novel Club, and they announced also at Anime Boston they've licensed 10 new manga and light novel series. Now the first chapters of all the manga and the first two-thirds of the first volumes of all the light novel series they've announced are going to be available on June 4th, which is kind of cool. So you can read them on J Novel Club if you have a subscription to them. So first for the light novels, we had, did I seriously just get reincarnated as my gag character? by Kanada Otanashi and Azutaro. Toru Aikawa is a university student who spends his days going through the motions of attending school and working at a local convenience store. The only time he feels alive is when he's playing the massive multiplayer VR game Real World Online. One day he has a stroke of luck, he's hit by a runaway bus and reincarnated as a game character, but something's gone wrong. Instead of the invincible warrior he mains, he's in the body of Nash Shatin, his alluring dragon princess that he made as a joke. Nash's build is anything but optimized, she would never survive in the cutthroat world of an Izekai story, and more to the point, she's a girl. But perhaps things aren't as bad as they seem, as Nash Shatin is more capable than she appears. Next one is Izakai Tensei, recruited to another world by Kenichi and Nem. After waking up at his own funeral, Tenma Otoru gets a second chance at life when a god from another world presents him with an enticing offer. If Tenma agrees to be reincarnated in order to save their dying world, the gods will bestow cheat abilities upon him. Tenma accepts and is reborn in a lush fantasy world filled with demi-humans, magic spells and items, monsters, mysterious forests, and more. As he grows, more of his God-given powers and abilities, including his unique power to befriend adorable monsters like slimes and baby wolves, are revealed to his adopted parents. Former masters, his grandfather, and a famous wizard. But one day, three mysterious strangers shatter the tranquility of Tenma's village by trying to kidnap him, and that's when Tenma's adventure really begins. Next we have, Now I'm a Demon Lord, Happily Ever After with Monster Girls in My Dungeon by Ryuyu and Dabaryu. Yuki finds himself reincarnated as a dragon lord in another world, and he's been put in charge of a dungeon to boot. Once Yuki accepts that his fate hangs on the dungeon's survival in a world where powerful monsters roam free and dangers lurk at every corner, he begins gathering allies and bolstering his defenses. Within a few days, he takes on a legendary dragon, an adorable pet slime, and a vampire girl, but despite all his precautions, life as a demon lord in a dungeon constantly under threat is surprisingly mellow. Of course, with such a colorful cast of characters and possibly more on the way, Yuki is bound to wind up in some trouble. Will he be able to pull off a reckless rescue mission? And how will he and his monster girl survive an invasion by a hostile human kingdom? Join him as he juggles daily life responsibilities as a newly minted demon lord and his growing family of monster girls and pets. This one seems kind of a little more lighthearted than the rest of them, and it kind of makes me a little weak to check it out. But I'm getting ahead of myself, so let's get to the last couple of light novels. We have Oversummoned, Overpowered, and Over It by Satose and Sugotoku. 
So, character's name is Inori Takufuji. He's not really much of a go-getter, if you catch my drift. Sleep's more his style, but getting summoned to another world kind of messed things up. Bit hard to chill when you've got a king in your face telling you there's a bad guy you gotta go slay or whatever, you know? Plot twist, though. It's actually not so bad. Getting the hero treatment seems and sounds pretty nice, right? But then it happens again. Some other clowns summon the character. He gets his obligatory superpower and off he goes. And sure, that's fine. It happens. Sometimes you get Izakai at the wrong place. But then it happens again. Someone else summons the character, gets another superpower, and then something completely new. Repeat ad nauseum. All right, where to next? Let's just say the next time the character gets summoned better be his last because he is so over it. So it is a parody of Izakai's where you get somebody to get superpowers, but this is just happening over and over and over and over and over again. And it's interesting because the main character seems to be a lazy bastard. So this one seems a lot of fun. It's not the typical, I've been reincarnated two times and I got superpowers. It's, I'm just getting tired of being reincarnated. I just want to sleep. So that one's going to be kind of whimsical and a little more inventive than the rest. So our last light novel announcement is going to be Rebuild World by... Nahuse and Gin, Yeast, and Cell doing artwork. The pinnacle of human civilization has come and gone, leaving only ruin in its wake. Society and science now struggle to rebuild, rediscovering scraps of t- technology and knowledge from powerful ancient artifacts that defy comprehension. These relics of the old world could make fortunes of those who find them. If ancient security systems and rogue bioweapons don't kill the relic hunters first, Akira, a young street orphan, sets out to become one such hunter to escape his brutal life in the slums untrained malnourished and poorly armed akira would be lucky to make it back from the ruins alive until an encounter with alpha a mysterious ghostly woman changes his life forever alpha needs a hunter and she's willing to train akira to get one will her support be enough to help a painless kid from the slums climb to the top of a crushing and merciless world you're gonna have to wait and find out and finally we have something new something that's not izakai this one is pretty much we've gone so far in the future we've gone backwards so we're getting some sci-fi hooray and so those are the light novels so let's get to some of the manga titles that are being released by j novel club did i seriously just get reincarnated as my gag character which is going to be adapted by kuraragi amane and again original work by kanade otonashi and azutaro it's exact same story as the light novel next one is overpowered over summoned and over it by Mujojima Koyomi, who's adapting it, and the original work by Satose and Sugotoku, same as the light novel again. This one I want to check out the manga and the light novel for this series. But anyway, next one we have is Tear Moon Empire by Mizuo Morino, Nozumu Mochisuke, and Gils. The Tear Moon Empire has fallen as the flames of revolution scour the land. The Empire's ever-selfish Princess Mia is publicly executed by way of the guillotine, only to wake up in the past as her 12-year-old self. The Empire is back, the revolution is a distant memory, and sweets are once again on the table. As the blood-stained diary she brought back with her proves, however, Mia's memories of the future are by no means just a bad dream. All the horrors and indignity she experienced in that terrible timeline are bound to happen all over again. That is, unless she can shape herself up, recruit some allies, and exploit her knowledge of what's to come to solve all of the Empire's problems before they spiral horribly and lethally out of control. Is Mia up to the lofty task of changing the future and saving her Empire? Not even slightly. But it's her only choice if she hopes to spare herself from a second gruesome end at the Blade of the Guillotine. This one is dark and horrifying for a time travel story. But you're going to have to wait and read to see what happens. Next is The Skull Dragon's Precious Daughter by Ichi Yukishiro. 
in the forest of scraps, a place where all manner of things are discarded, an old dragon sleeps away his final day. That is, until an abandoned child suddenly appears before him. The tiny child is Eve, and despite being only five years of age, she has somehow endured the many dangers that surround them. In an act of pity, the dragon decides to raise her as his own, but his time is still running out. After five years together, he takes his last breath, leaving his precious daughter on her own. Little does the dragon know, Eve is capable of more than he realizes, and their reunion may be sooner. Hoping to improve Eve's control over her magic ability before his resurrected body gives out, the Skull Dragon sends out on an adventure with his reckless human daughter. But who knows what kind of trouble awaits them. This is a manga that is a father-daughter story, very similar to Somali in the Forest Spirit, or The Girl from the Other Side. This is going to be very melancholy, pretty sad, probably give you a lot of the feels. And our last manga that's going to be released by J Novel Club is going to be The Reaches the End of the World by Tsukasa Hazumi. A pair of mysterious two travelers ride their spriverns to all corners in this magical world. By order of the Sanctum, an international peacekeeping organization, Ral and Gillette cross many nations to edit the pamphlet, a collection of regional myths and stories. Incredible discoveries await them at every destination, along with clues that may lead them towards the answer to the true quest. Dive into a sprawling high fantasy adventure full of striking locations, mesmerizing creatures, and intriguing local legends. This is the one that I think is going to be the best out of all of these because it's not an izakai, it's a fantasy series that's high fantasy, and it's something very different. It's just a couple of travelers who are collecting stories. That's it. This may be very similar to Kino's Journey, but we're going to have to read this definitely. This is definitely going to get on that one, that old, the Wheel of Manga. For more, check out the manga review to find out about it. I'm talking about with that. So, all right, next let's get to Kodansha. They've announced seven new manga titles that are going to be released digitally. On This was announced on their Kodansha live stream. And they've also announced that they're going to be releasing Osamu Tezuka's Bamba manga and the Princess Knight manga as a single volume omnibus. This is going to be following their releases of Apollo Song and Ode to Kirihito. And I'm going to say I'm excited for this. So first off, here are the mangas that are being released. We've got Bamba by Osamu Tezuka. Tetsu is a seemingly normal student whose passionate love for his teacher turns violent in the most unexpected of ways when another suitor attempts to stand between them. Haunted by his family's past, Tetsu must learn to navigate his desire and quell his rage if he hopes to find peace and solace in his relationships with others. Osamu Tezuka's masterful artwork and irrepressible creative page layout reaches a feverish peak in depicting in the manifestation of the tortured youth's explosive angst. Thematically rich, Yet instinctively relatable, Bumba deftly weaves an exploration of the complex nature of friendship and the lasting psychological ravages of war into its tale of love, jealousy, revenge, and redemption. This is one of those ones that I think you're all going to want to get if you are an Osamu Tezuka fan. I truly... So next, we have Burn the House Down by Moyashi Fujisawa. Shizuka Yamuchi, 25, housekeeper. Makiko Matari, 46, amateur model and perfect housewife. Though strangers on the outside, the two share a past. One, Shizuka feels she needs a set right to bring her mother justice, but Makako has secrets of her own, and Shizuka will need to tread carefully if she's to get to the bottom of it all without getting burned. Bum, bum, bum. A mystery series that seems very... Golden Gold by Seta Horio. Welcome to Nijima Island, home to a girl who hopes to keep her friends from moving away. 
destination of an author hoping to get inspired for her next book, and above all, secret land to a god of fortune. But will that god really bring what the people around it want? A bizarre supernatural news story by the author of Kokoku. Next we have Joy by Etsuko. Go... Akazaki is a 26-year-old man who happens to be a shoujo manga artist. His assistant is Yusuke Akune, who happens to be a mangaka in his own right. But when Go accidentally finds out that Yusuke is gay, he's thrown for a loop. What else about his friend doesn't he know? And when Go is asked to draw BL, he tries to pry into Yusuke's experience for inspiration. But when it is ultimately inspired by the idea of unrequited love for Yusuke, can he keep his own feelings out of the mix? Who knows? Then we have a Nico-colored canvas. Nico Serrano is in the dictionary under free-spirited, what makes her an instant celebrity at her art university. But one professor, the career-making or breaking Kagiwa-sensei, has only a limited tolerance for aggressively good-natured optimism. Unsurprisingly, Nico is in phase. It just means she's going to have to make her own way to stardom with the help of her friend Mitsuki and the inscrutable and notorious Sochiro Toga. No matter what, it'll be an interesting college debut. Next, we have Princess Knight by Osamu Tezuka, the Omnibus Edition. Now, we've reviewed this in episode 146 of the Manga Review Podcast, which you can find at www.spirekin.com. So, to reiterate, Princess Knight is the story of an angel who kind of screws up and ends up giving a princess two hearts one male heart and one female heart and since the laws of the lands only allow a male heir to ascend the throne princess sapphire is raised as a prince but will the avarice duke doroluan discover her secret and snatch the crown for his own son well you have to read it to find out now this was released by vertical inc in 2011 is two volumes and then digitally in 2015 so we are getting an omnibus edition and this is one i highly recommend it is a great series and it's a lot of fun. The sequel series, Twin Knight, does something a little bit different, but you should definitely read this series. And if you are an Osama Tezuka completionist, this is one you're going to definitely want to have in your collection. So the next manga we have is A Serenade for Pretend Lovers. Akira Sayo works at a TV station and was on the job when she happened to see her boyfriend who just happened to be cheating on her. But before she could resolve anything, she's asked to manage a documentary about a musician, Chizuru Kobuchi. But when he tries to shut her out, she barges in demanding to do her job right. But moments later, when he learns her name, he asks her to be his lover. Akari's having a long day, and it looks like it isn't over yet. Bum bum bum. So I'm curious what the deal is with that. But let's see. Then we have The Shadows of Who We Once Were by Yao Utsumi. Nezu was looking forward to his elementary school reunion. After all, his class was united by the unbreakable bonds. But when his former classmate Mikio reveals that this reunion is a real matter of life and death, suddenly Nezu finds these bonds put to the test. This is by the author of Until Your Bones Rot, and it's kind of horrifying. A very dark story. Then finally we have Such a Treacherous Piano Sonata. Kana Tachibana is a 26-year-old woman who hasn't yet felt the stirrings of physical attraction. That is, until she meets her new charge, the Prince of Piano, Guy Narisawa Weissenfield. After listening to his playing, she finds herself unable to stop herself caressing him. Will she be able to explore her budding sensuality with a man who has been told he plays with no emotion? And not only that, can she step up to save this irrescible performer's career while she's at it? So... 
those are all of the releases we're getting from Kodansha, and I am actually really excited to read these because a lot of these are adult characters, and I do like that they're all over 26, and they're all very different. It's not just typical, oh, it's high school students. It's, no, it's all over the gamut. We do have some high schoolers in this, but we also have some adults. We have teenagers. We have widows. This is going to be a series I think is going to... This set is going to be a great addition. A lot of unique stories for Senin and Jose fans alike. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself and babbling. So those are our Kodansha releases. And now let's get to some Seven Seas Entertainment. They've announced four new manga titles. We have Anti-Romance by Shoko Hidaki. And this is going to be a special edition as a physical release. And it's also being released digitally. So, So and Ryo have been friends since childhood. Their hairstylist and writer have lived together for six years now, and though they definitely aren't dating, their close friendship is hard to define. Will they ever move past the nebulous territory of more than friends, or will they keep living in a stalemate forever? Uh, Seven Seas print version of Volume 1 will be the special edition with a special art gallery of color pages, and this was originally released as a separate booklet in Japan, so you might want to check out Anti-Romantic. Let's Buy the Land and Cultivate in Another Land by Rikyojion Okazawa, uh, Jun Sase Miyuki, and Yuchi Murakami. Norio, a corporate drone in modern Japan, is summoned to a fantasy world to fight evil. But it turns out that the magical ability he gets doesn't work. Thankfully, he's got a plan B. Ask for a plot of land to cultivate a farm. But to his surprise, that supposedly useless magical ability turbocharges his tools, allowing him to craft wood like a master and plant vast fields of crops. After fishing up a mermaid wife, charming a lich, and tempting a young dragon over to his side with home cooking, there's nothing our hero can't do. I've heard of this series, and actually, I think I read the first chapter of this. This is a pretty interesting series, and I know interesting is not the best word to use, but it's one which does something a little different, where the fact that his power is kind of useless except for farming. So, yeah. Anyway, next we have Malevolent Spirit Mononogatari by Onigunzo. When spirits cross over into the human world, they can possess old objects and gain a physical form. A Sukumogami. Now, Sukumogami can be gentle, violent, or something in between. So the Sonome clan peacefully helps send them back to the spirit world to avoid destruction. Konato Hyoma is a member of the clan, but is less than peaceful since he holds a grudge from when a Sukogami robbed him of something important. Afraid that Hyoma's brash anger is dealing with these spirits will lead to supernatural catastrophe, Hyoma's grandfather sends him to live in Kyoto with Nagatsuki Botan, an unusual young woman who actually lives with Sukomogami-like family. Can Hyoma learn to control his emotion when dealing with Sukomogami, or is his own spirit doomed to be possessed with rage forever? One part mystical series, one part family drama. What's going to happen? And then last and not least from Seven Seas, we have Night of the Living Cat by Hawkman and Mecha Roots. Now that's kind of crazy that the author's name is Hawkman, but whatever. So in the near future, a unique disease has spread across the planet. A virus that transforms humans into cats. And the horde is expanding since if these adorable kitties snuggle with a human, the human is transformed into yet another cat. A small group of cat-loving survivors is looking to escape the madness. But how can you defend yourself against a threat you just want to cuddle and pet? This wild new cake on a post-apocalyptic survival tale will make you roll over and purr with delight. That one's kind of horrifying and a little fun, especially if someone who owns a cat. I think that one's going to be the best one from Seven Seas, I think. It's that and Malevolent Spirits. 
Now we have a new company that's releasing manga. Yes, Vast Visual. They're a new manga localization and publishing company, and they're publishing two series that they actually announced had been released months ago, but they're finally coming forward saying, hey, we exist. Now the two mangas they have are Paranoid Cage by Cool Kyo Shinja and Tokyo Interstellar Immigration by Mato Guchimoto. So with Paranoia Cage, Mizuki, an adult manga artist and a virgin, has begun to live on her own. She now spends her day with Saki, her assistant and BL author, in an unending quest to create the ultimate adult manga. Even Mizuki's new editor can't stop himself from shrinking in the face of this font of infinite lewdness. For those of you who like something a little more porny and different, this might be up your alley. So for Tokyo Interstellar Immigration, there's aliens about, lurking just out of plain sight. Most of them are just regular folks, but some, some are criminals. Enter Interstellar Immigration, Tokyo's finest cosmic border patrol team. They bust their asses on the daily to keep planet Earth safe. Thus, the spotlight falls upon the story of two high school girls, Lean and Anne, as they kick ass, hunt down illegal aliens, and look great doing it. Buckle up for bombastic sci-fi action with a twist. Now, the first series came out in February of this year, and the second came out in April. Now, these are both being released digitally, and the print version will be coming out eventually. But let's get to a reputable company that's been around forever. We're talking about Viz Media, and they have announced that they've been publishing the Aliens Area manga on their Manga Plus Viz Media app since June 5th. And Aliens Area is by Fushi Naba, and it's about Tokyo, planet Earth. High schooler Tatsumi Tatsunami lost his parents at a young age and now works multiple part-time jobs to live a hectic but peaceful life with his younger siblings. One day his body undergoes a sudden change, and now mysterious beings are showing up at his house. In order to protect the people he holds dear, in order to protect Earth or area, Tatsumi must awaken. He better because they are already here. Rising star Fusanaba brings this new cosmic action fantasy to Shonen Jump. Then finally, uh, Yen Press has announced that they will release Fox Tales or Kitsune no Hanashi by Tomihiko Morimi. This is a short story collection that is a collection of four spooky tales for the modern era, all tied to a certain Kyoto Curio shop. A basket wriggles, a masked man lingers in the dark, and things are offered lost and forgotten. What mysteries lies hidden in the city's winding streets? Well, you're going to have to find out as... Tomihiko Morimo offers a stylish glimpse into the beguiling and mysterious darkness of the old capital. So those are the manga licenses that were announced over the last two weeks. And let's just do a quick follow-up because I know it's been a little bit of time. So long story short, all comic titles are being released digitally now and they're currently available now. Paranoia Cage and Tokyo Interstellar Immigration are digitally available by Vast Visual. Alien Area is released by Vision, currently available now. All J-Novel titles are going to be released on June 4th. Joe and the Shadows of Who We Once Were is being released by Kodansha on June 7th. Uh, Hikaru in the Light is being released by Azuki on June 3rd. Golden Gold and Such a Treacherous Piano Sonata is being released by Kodansha digitally June 14th. Uh, Nico Colored Canvas and a Serenade for Pretend Lovers is being released on June 21st digitally by Kodansha. Burn the House Down is being released digitally by Kodansha on June 28th. Also on June 28th, Bumba is being released by Kodansha in print. Uh, Princess Night the Omnibus is being released in print sometime this summer of 2022. Anti-Romance and Night of the Living Cat is being released digitally and physically in September of 2022. Let's Buy the Land and Cultivate It and Other Worlds being released by Seven Seas Entertainment digitally and physically November 2022. Foxtails being released by Yen Press digitally and in print uh, November 2022. Malevolent Spirits 
Mononogatari is being released by Seven Seas, doing in print in January of 2023, and Paranoia Cage and Tokyo Interstellar Immigration is being released by Vast Visuals. Well, the print version is being released eventually. We don't have a date on that yet, but we do know that the digital has been released. So we're going to have to wait on that. So finally, let's get to some quick and easy general updates. First off, on July 13th, Katakawa will launch Comic Alumna, a new supplemental magazine for the Comic Flapper magazine. This new magazine will focus on manga by notable online influencers and creators with some manga from Comic Flapper also moving into Comic Alumna. We have uh, Oh Oh No Shikayu Wa Waiwaida, or We Are the Main Characters of Oh Oh, a group of visual creators who upload Let's Plays. Uh, on Nico Nico video on YouTube, they're going to have a new manga titled Emperor Age, uh, Yami Shakino Shakiowa Welware Da, or Empress Age. We are the main characters of the underworld, and it's going to be drawn by Mikaro Sara, and Zom is going to be supervising. The Mason Sisters YouTube channel is going to have a new manga titled Mason Sisters No Boken, uh, Monoke Jinjen to. Tamaya no Hime, or Maison Sisters Adventures, Spirit Shrines, and the Fleeing Princess. Uruyu Akutaba is writing the manga, and Kenta Tsuchida is drawing the art. YouTuber Hiroyuki will have a new manga in this magazine titled Hiroyuki Izakai Demo Rompa de Muso Shimas, or Hiroyuki is a debut god even in the other world. This is going to be drawn by Uzuki Hatsushima and written by Haki Takana. Then we have, well, uh, the comics that are moving from Comic Flapper to Comic Alumna are Terrazzo and Kyo, Matsunaga's Nechi Lock, Group and Fuhrer and Yuji Kamo's Izakai no Shoku wa Welware Da, and Yuji Kamo's Hell Dr. Kararo no Kageru wa Subatoid o Kaketsu Suru manga. And that's all the releases for Comic Alum's debut. Anyway, next. On June 28th, Toya Mikanagi will launch a new manga titled The Loose to Shiro no Kiyaku, or Loose in the White Contract. The fantasy manga centers on Luke, who lives with just her younger sister after the parents died. Their true origin is from an enemy nation, and so the people of their current nation often treat them a bit badly. However, one day someone suddenly appears before Luke with a strange request, I want you to become my spouse's lover. This is going to debut in Ijisha's monthly comic Zero Sum magazine. On June 13th, Masaoki Shindo will launch a new manga titled Ruri Dragon. The manga is a serialized version of a one-shot that Shuisha published in the Shonen Jump Giga magazine last year. It tells the everyday story of a dragon girl in Japan. This is going to be released in We Shonen Jump. On June 10th, Jun Asaki and Takahide Tosuno are launching a new manga titled She is Beautiful. Now this is based on Jun Isaka's runner-up winning story, Beautiful, which was released in the Young Jump Anime 1 Core Boon Plot Contest in 2020. And this original story centered on Karumu, a girl who grew up at an institute and is excited on the eve of her 10th birthday, when her vocation will be announced to her. But when she awakens, she's already 22 years old, and she is somehow living with Kiaka, a friend with whom she did not get along with too well in the past. She finds out that on the day of her 10th birthday, she had an accident, and she began to suffer from a condition that only lets her hold memories one day at a time, and that 12 years has passed since then. This is going to be released on the Tanari No Young Jump website, and it seems really sad and depressing. Anyway, on June 6th, Fusai Naba launched a new manga series, Alien Area, which we talked about earlier. On June 3rd, Mujirushi Shimizaki and Mori Kuroi will launch a new mini-manga series titled 
Ilio Tudenke Ningyo, or Ellie and the Electric Doll. This manga is teased to be a near-future steampunk adventure, and it's going to be in Shuisha's Tonari no Young Jump website. On May 27th, Moto Hagio, who wrote They Were Eleven, debuted her new manga sequel in her Pono Ichizoko, or the Po Clan manga series. Now, this new addition to the series is titled Pono Ichizoku Aono Pandora, or the Po Clan Blue Pandora. This is set in Munich, Germany in 2016, and is the fourth sequel in this series. Now, for those of you who've never heard of Pono Izoko, it's a fantasy series that depicts several short stories revolving around a young vampire named Edgar, who's lived for about 200 years, and it's set in 19th and 20th century Europe. Now, this new series is released in Sugarkuken's Flowers magazine. And that, ladies and gentlemen... Boys and girls, is the manga news for the last two weeks. It's good to be back. Sorry is mumbling a bit, and I know I was a little low, but my voice is still getting used to talking after the surgery. But I'm going to be back up and running, and it's going to kick some ass. So I hope you enjoyed. Hope you have a great week. What did you like and what didn't you like about this episode? Let me know. Email me, zanspyrker.com. And as always, I've been your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga.